Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 13 of the pod. Woo, I'm so excited. Today is such an exciting episode and day for all of the Live Your Fuck His Life community and everybody. So I just wanted to say I am so pumped. I am probably currently, as you are listening to this, if you're listening to this on the day that it is released, um, I'm off to Mexico <laughs> to celebrate. Um, and I'm really, really pumped. And I will definitely share with you guys all my takeaways when I get back. And um, if you want to follow along my adventures while I'm there, make sure that you check out my personal Instagram, Amanda Catherine Loy. Catherine is with a K, like koala. And, um, and come check out my stories because I will definitely be on there and also unplugging um, as I'm there. But I just wanted to say this episode, y'all. <laughs> Woo! Oh, you're in for a treat with Maddie Moon. If you do not already know who she is, um, and we talk about some stuff that all of you type A perfectionist overachievers like constantly feeling like you need to be showing up for everyone else in your life and forgetting to do that for yourself. Raise your hand. That was me for so many years and is still me. I'm still working through so many of those things. I got so much from this conversation and I know you're going to too. But before we dive in, I am so excited to officially announce that this episode is brought to you by the Busy Babes Guide to Healthy Living. You guys, it is officially live. If you have not already gotten your VIP copy, now is the time. I am so excited, you guys. I have put all of my heart and everything that I have learned along my own health and wellness journey, my mindset journey, my self-care journey, and put it into this book for you guys. It is a 40-page love bomb from my heart. And we dive into all sorts of things. I really, really listened to what you guys were asking for in our community and also really reaching out to me personally. Um, and so there's all sorts of things from the entire Busy Babe section where it's all for women who really want to eat well and support their body with nutritious foods, but don't really know how to do it, A, without spending an arm and a leg, because that was always my, my worry and my concern, and B, in a way that's simple and effective, because I don't know about you guys, but I don't have time to spend like a million hours a week meal prepping or really being, you know, mindful. Like I would eat out all the time. I am a busy human and I know you are too. So I shared with you guys all of my favorite tools, a bunch of really healthy recipes, my 45-minute meal prepping system, a meal planning tool, um, all of my grocery lists that I use um, to really fuel my body, and so much more. And then there's an entire two sections on creating a vision for your life and some really yummy journaling prompts to get you to think inward. Because I don't know about you, but until I started to really take action on my mindset, and focus on what do I actually want instead of just showing up for what everyone else thinks I should want. Um, and getting clear on those things, I wasn't able to show up in all the other ways in my life with intention. And so we really work on setting you up for success, creating a vision for your life that you are excited about, and then putting that vision into action. I share my morning routine guide and so much more, you guys. So hop on over. It is officially live on my website at www.amandacatherineloy.com. 
forward slash shop forward slash busy babe. And you can snag your copy there. It is currently on sale and will be on sale until Monday, the 23rd of April. Um, and it's a third of the price slashed off right now for you guys. So I wanted to make sure I got all of you guys, my potty and humans, um, a special, special deal. So today's episode is brought to you by that. And I cannot wait to hear all of your takeaways um, in our community and and see you guys shine with it in your back pocket. Um, it's really my way to give back to you guys um, in a in a in a smaller way. Um, yes, I do one on one coaching and and group coaching, um, and that's a little bit more of an investment. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that everything that I do is is accessible to you guys and and sharing as much value as I possibly can. That is my goal, and I just wish that I had something like this when. I I started my journey four years ago, and so I really hope that this brings so much light to your life. And speaking of bringing so much light, you guys are making my heart so happy with all of the shout outs. You guys are reposting quotes from from the different episodes and sharing with your friends and family and sending me Insta messages and, and reaching out on iTunes and leaving reviews, and it makes my heart so happy. So thank you. And today's shout out goes to Jordan Dale. Hey, Jordan, girl. Um, and she shouted out last week's episode with Angie Lee on manifesting the life of your dreams. And she tagged uh, Live Your Fuck Yes Life in the comments. And she said, yes, go watch now, a.k.a. go listen now. Um, and this girl has been so such an incredible support um, the entire time that we've been podcasting and she constantly sending me messages and ideas for podcast episodes. I love to hear your guys' ideas. So if you're not in our Facebook community, make sure you hop in there and um, and give give us some love. Give me some, some suggestions of things you want to hear because ultimately I want to be serving you. I want to make sure I'm getting people on the podcast that I think you will love and really resonate with. Um, and also sharing some of my favorite um, tools and tips that for our, my solo episodes. So that always gives me great ideas so that I can really, really benefit you guys and, and allow you guys to shine in your life. So thanks, Jordan. You are the freaking best. And today, you guys, oh, cannot wait to introduce to you the amazing Maddie Moon. We are talking all about embracing your feminine energy. And I know you're probably like, hold up, what's feminine energy? Because that's how I was when I first heard all about this. I was like, I don't understand what's the difference between that and masculine. And we dive into this 110%. And you guys, this is something that as a recovering perfectionist and overachiever and people pleaser and do, 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 do all the time, um, I really, really needed to shift my mindset and allow for more of this feminine side of me to come out. And talking to her really allowed me to see where I could do that in small ways throughout my day um, instead of feeling like it was this very really big overwhelming thing. So for those of you who do not know Maddie Moon or Madeline Moon, um, she goes by both. But she is an author, podcast host. Uh, her podcast is amazing, and it'll be in the show notes for you guys to check out. I've been listening to it forever. Um, she's also a retreat leader and transformational life coach. And she's a guiding force for women who want to stop overthinking their lives away and live with more trust, intuition, and flow. Maddie's story is so incredible. She has grown up like in the limelight, really, um, and been featured in the Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, Nylon Magazine, Greatest uh, People, ABC News, like all sorts of stuff. And we talk about a lot of that journey and also about how to implement all the things she's learned. Um, You know, her past life as a bodybuilder 
and her journey from living a life of perfectionism and rigidity to living more in flow and what even that means. Um, and then again, we talk about all of the stuff between, you know, what is masculine energy, what is feminine energy, how to tap into our intuition and so much more. I cannot wait for you to fall in love with her. She is so incredible. Please, please, please give her so much love. Shout her out on the pod if you love this episode. And without further ado, here she is. Hey, Maddie. Welcome to the podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we're finally here. Oh, my gosh. I know. We've, I feel like we've been trying to make this happen for so long. Do you like Maddie or Madeline better? It's a really good question. I realize so, I called you Maddie, so... Maddie is like, everyone knows me as Maddie now because my business is Maddie Moon and that's great. And it's so like brandable, like Maddie Moon. Um, but recently I've been making some shifts, mostly Mm. just when people ask me this question, I'm like, feel free to call me Madeline because I love Madeline. Just Maddie is like, that's what I want people to know me by too, because it's my business. So whatever you want to call me really works. Okay, cool. Well, you guys can call her whatever feels good to you. But if you love Madeline, I will call you Madeline because I think it's a beautiful name. I love Maddie too. One of my best friend's names is Maddie. So it puts a warm heart in my in my heart too. Awesome. Well, yeah, um, I am so excited to chat with you today. I feel like I have been following your journey since you really started shifting into the more like personal development world and really transitioning from like, as you like to say, the masculine energy to the feminine energy, which I definitely want to talk to you all about. Cause that's something I really, really resonate in my personal life too. Um, but for all of my audience who doesn't know who you are and your story, if you could just give a little snapshot of kind of who the hell you are, like where you're at and, um, and how you got to where you are today. Oh, the, the beloved, how did you get to where you are today? (laughs) It's like, where the fuck do you start? (laughs) I know. I love this question though, because it's always, it always feels like so free and Mm open-ended. It's like, where do I feel like starting today? But I always start in the same place. I never really mix it up. (laughs) Um, So to give a snapshot, I will share that I was raised in a very loving household. But I think this, this is very important for me to share for people to get understanding of this whole masculine minded mentality and where it comes from raised in a super loving household. Like so many fortunate people are, mm-hmm. um, and many unfortunate people are not raised in a loving household, but even with that love, you can be raised in a restrictive way mm-hmm. where there's no room for creativity and there's not much room for finding yourself and breathing and, and not people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And in my family, in my household, it was very religious. It was very conservative. It was very black and white. It was very, these are your friends. These cannot be your friends. You're going to look like this. You're not going to look like that. That was bad. That was good. It was a lot of punishment and reward. I get it. They wanted to keep me safe. But with this type of upbringing, I felt like I had a constant fear of every time I looked around the corner or any time I made a decision in life, is this right? Is this wrong? Am I going to get punished? Does God still love me if I do this? It was a lot of religion intertwined with my decisions and actions and so many rules to follow. This was a lot of pressure for me growing up like it is for most people. And I internalized these messages of what makes me worthy, what makes me lovable, what makes God love me. And needed a way to cope. And my way to cope, as I'm sure you know, and and you've probably experienced this as well, was through finding some mechanism of control. And in our society, we're constantly told we should always be controlling our weight. So it just Mm -hmm. was a perfect fit for me to be like, ah, 
life is really hard. Everything is in black and white and I can always mess up at any moment. So how do I deal with this stress? And so I fell into a very disordered eating, um, disordered relationship with exercise, everything about food, body, the mirror, friendships, popularity became disordered. And I went down a steady path of trying one thing, which led to the next, which led to the next. And it kept building up and getting, I'll use the word worse, worse and worse and worse and more intense until I found myself dying to be as hard and as meat heady and as Mm. thin and straight bodied and masculine as possible. At the time, I didn't know what I was going for was masculinity. I didn't have the verbiage or the insight into that. What I just thought is I was a fit chick. Right. I just thought I was getting lean. I was one of the guys. I was Mm -hmm. as small as possible, always in the gym. Valentine's Day, I was in the gym and had so much pride about that. I wasn't one of those girls that emotionally ate. You know, I only ate for fuel, just like my grandpa, like I am a man. Mm. Um, and I, I felt so at peace in a way, like in a really disordered way. Like mm-hmm. I felt finally, um, I felt like I had a purpose as long as I was in this masculine mentality and I was losing weight and I was controlling my food and my entire life was structured and there was rigidity. And mm-hmm. notice how I'm using the words rigidity and hardness, not strength, yeah. not boundaries, yeah. rigid. They're yeah. very big difference. Um, and so over time, I started going from one pattern to the next, bodybuilding, veganism, raw food, everything you could possibly think of. And I reached this point during my bodybuilding career where I had said, you know what, I'm running my body into the ground. Um, I've got no personality because I'm so intertwined with this one mission that's sucking the life out of me that I have no room for joy. Mm -hmm. My mindset's always elsewhere, thinking about food and meals and calories. And I'm never present in relationships and conversation. And if I died like now, then the only thing people would know about me was that I ate clean and I Mm -hmm. did bodybuilding shows. There was, there was nothing about me that would leave any kind of impact. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge wake up call for me. And in that moment, something really interesting happened. I naturally started to crave, well, firstly, to get out of this, this terrible cycle. I just like, was like, okay, I feel like I'm done with this. Like it served some sort of purpose. I have no idea what it is, but I need some freedom. So I started to crave more intuition, more freedom. But what was even more random at the time is I had this really big urge to have an animal, have a pet. Hmm. And I, at the time I was just thinking maybe I wanted something to add some life into my apartment, but it was so much more than that. I was starting to listen to my feminine nurturing essence. There was some part of me that had been suppressed mm-hmm. that wanted to nurture and take care of something yeah. other than me, yeah. get out of my own head. So I got a dog. And then the next step that came very natural, not planned was I want to live in the mountains. I want to see external beauty. So very quickly after that, I mean like 48 hours after that, um, <laughs> 48 hours, I like packed up my, my car, I FedEx stuff, found someone to take over my apartment, found an apartment online of where I wanted to be in Boulder, got in my car and then came to Boulder. And I was like, all right, I'm in the mountains. I'm in mother earth, mother nature. I'm, I'm 
canceling all gym memberships, taking a hiatus yeah. from this intense lifestyle of rigidity and, and, uh, structure and asking everyone, all these diet coaches, how should I eat? How should I be? How should I look? I had enough. And I realized I wanted to ask myself, I wanted to get into a beautiful rhythm of consulting my own intuition and how to eat and how to move and take a break from everyone else and mm. all their opinions, the opinions of the world of how women should be. And that was now about four and a half, five years ago. And ever since then, I journeyed down, I've been journeying down this path of transformation in so many different aspects and spirituality. And I have my podcast show, which has been around for four years now, mm. where I teach women around letting go of this, um, this idea of how we are supposed to show up in the world to start speaking up, to create the type of relationships we want, both with ourselves and with others. So I don't talk so much about body image anymore, but I share that story because it's important to see how an in a disharmony between our feminine and masculine can really affect us because so many women are walking around with this desire to be hard in their body and to have a six pack and to be thin and all this, but that's, that's coming from a wounded masculine and a wounded feminine. Mm -hmm. And if we can learn how to appreciate our body fat, appreciate the, the curves in life, right? The curves in our body and the curves in life and go with the flow mm -hmm. more and release that white knuckled grasp on controlling everything, we will find our femininity. And in that we will find our spirituality. We will find our creativity. We will mm. find our relationship with the divine. And we will still stay in touch with our masculinity and our ability to go and create goals. But, but there is a huge, I want to use the word imbalance, but it's not 50 50. It's really a disharmony going on in the world where everyone is in a hyper masculine mindset and it's affecting us mm. and it's affecting our world, our planet, the way that we're taking care of the planet, the way we take care of others in this me first mentality, the mm. feminine is all about community. So <laughs> I can keep going on. No, I, and I love it. Like, and okay, let's just dive into that because I, you're obviously so passionate about it. And it's something that I've been learning in the past year or so listening to you and a few other people. Um, but can you explain a little bit more about for those of you? like the people who are listening who have no idea what the fuck that even means. Like what is masculinity? What is femininity? Like, do we have both in our lives? Like, how does that work? Good question. Okay. I love this part. Um, I love talking about this. Yeah. So it's first important to realize that every single soul on this planet is both masculine and feminine. Doesn't matter what body you were given. Doesn't matter what you feel you're assigning yourself to. You have masculine and you have feminine. Mm -hmm. um, the physical manifestation of the masculine is man and the physical manifestation of the feminine is female. Another way that you can think about this is yin and yang. That's how a lot of people uh, have an, a, a light bulb moment is thinking of that awesome symbol of the yin and the yang. Like they cannot survive without the other. They mm -hmm. are both important. They are both crucial. They are opposites, but equal. And one last way to think about it is the sun and the moon. So what would our world be like if we only had a moon? Right. What would our world be like if we only had a sun? Right. Gosh, we yeah. would never rest. Yeah. Right. So it's, they're both equally important and they create uh, the planet that we live on and they, it keeps it going round and keeps these cycles moving. So the masculine is the sun. Mm. The masculine is the pushing out in life. It's the activity. It's mm. the determination. If you even think about, penises and like men it's like pushing out yeah. right like everything about it, i'm gonna go there. no i love that 
it's all about pushing out. It's like yeah. thrusting, yeah. you know, it's, it's um, this very vibrant, excited, passionate, um, woken up energy. It mm-hmm. is going outward, just pushing outward in life. Mm-hmm. The masculine is about knowledge mm. and knowledge is here, right? This is where in the, in the mind, the knowledge lives in the mind. Um, and it is gained outwardly. We're not born with knowledge. We collect knowledge Mm -hmm. makes us smart. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at the feminine, the feminine is the moon. It's the push. I mean, it's sorry. It's the pull inward in life, just like the tides it's pulling, it's magnetic, it's creative and it's wisdom. So while the masculine side of ourselves is all about knowledge and knowing the feminine is about wisdom. It's, it's in our bodies. We're mm-hmm. born with this. Men have wisdom. Um, everyone has wisdom. This is one of those gifts that we as women hold even more powerfully, though, mm. because we have this in our bodies to like 110%. Our wisdom, the ability to tap into that wisdom, a woman's intuition is so entirely powerful. And that's why we are currently in the age of um, the divine rising and and women speaking up and this Mm. Me Too movement and Mm -hmm. everyone passionately sharing and all these awesome women creating businesses and letting go of these people-pleasing ways. This Mm. wisdom is now being let loose, so to say. We're not feeling so so repressed in, in our and our ability to speak and we're clearing out our throat chakra in the process by speaking up. So the feminine is all about being nurturing and it's mother earth. That's really what it is. The roots. It's what keeps our world progressing in a positive way because wisdom shows us longing to see change while the masculine is all about, it's a me it's a me energy. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to set boundaries, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. We need this. Mm -hmm. We need the feminine. The feminine is all about community. Mm -hmm. She says, I want to have a tribe. I need to have a tribe. I'm humbled. And I know there's so much to learn from a tribe. So that is a good bird's eye view of both of those energies. Cool. Okay. So just from my clarification, we have, we need both. We need to have masculine and feminine energies in equal parts, question mark? No. Okay. That is why I say harmony always. Okay. Because they, they are opposites and they are equal and one cannot really survive without the other. Or, okay. or if you try to do that, then you end up with an eating disorder or with body image issues or laying in bed all day. Right. If you don't have the masculine, you're not going to get out of bed. Right. Like there are women who are, who have no masculine. And so one of the ways to know if that might be you, if you might have a disharmony there is you're always trying to save people or people are always coming to you and you have no way to say no. And your their energy is constantly like being stored in your body and you have mm. um, everyone left and right expecting things of you. And you say, yes, 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 yes. And I love you. I'll love you. I'll love you. I love you. Like, and be up close all up in your business. Like you have no boundaries. Mm. And another thing could be another symbol or sign of that is that you, you don't ever, if you're a woman, you never speak up. 
and you don't go after your dreams and you don't, you procrastinate everything and you just sit back and you relax and you're passive and you're complacent and you don't have that drive, that sun energy to go out and to accomplish. Then there's the, the people who may have a lot of that masculine energy uh, can go and sit out and build businesses accomplished, but yet they're failing in love and they don't know how to soften up in love and let someone else lead or not uh, get into a tizzy or a panic when plans don't go according to your plan. Mm. You don't know how to surrender and you're fighting and you're fighting and fighting. Fighting is a good energy going out with your, your sword and your shield and being like, I'm going to kick some butt in life. That is good. But there is a time and a place to put that down and to take a step back and to surrender to the divine or whatever it is you choose to believe in and understand that by surrendering, you're not waving a white flag. You're merely saying, hey, I know that there is another energy that is a part of this plan. And in this energy, the divine has something much better in store. So it's surrendering as a portal and a pathway to letting the divine do good works in your life. If you're fighting it, then you're not going to experience it. Mm. So that's a little bit of an idea of why I call it not a, a balance, but a harmony is because different stages of your life will require different, different aspects, uh, dosages, I guess, mm. of each energy. Yeah, that makes total sense. And so what you were just sharing about the feminine and the masculine parts, those are when you're feeling more so on one or the other, and you're feeling the lack of for example, feminine, if you're feeling like you're in hyperdrive all the time or feeling like you're crazy high energy and like constantly go, go, go and don't know how to rest and that maybe you're too much in the masculine. Is that mm. what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it is, it is important also to share that based on different seasons, we go through different periods. Like right now we're going into spring and I have so much on my plate and I am so full of energy and full of life. And I know that's how I get in the spring. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to mm-hmm. be a little bit, I'm going to let this energy come out. I'm going to be so masculine and like love it. But I'm also going to be aware that I, this might be a time when I have to be even more aware of if my feminine is getting pushed to the side, my ability mm-hmm. to relax and go with the flow. So looking at that and understanding that could be at play here for many of us. And then in the fall and the winter, the opposite happens. Naturally, most of us go inward. inward we yeah. want to rest more. We sometimes feel guilty because we want to rest more. We want to sleep in. We don't want to do all of our self-care practices every single day because we'd rather nap. And then mm. that's the time where you let yourself have permission to let some things go and to rest and to sleep and to nap. But then you might take the bird's eye view and do just what I said about the spring and just say, hey, that's okay mm-hmm. if you're going to be a little bit on the softer side and want to sleep more and rest and go inward like a bear and hibernate. And maybe you can also just be a little more aware of, can you set some goals? Not too many, but some goals just to keep a little bit of fire active in your life. So mm-hmm. depending on the seasons, depending on where you are in your cycle, depending mm-hmm. on if it's morning or nighttime, it could change on a moment to moment basis. And that's where your feminine wisdom comes into play where you can just tap in and ask your body and ask yourself, what do I feel like today? What needs the more, what needs more attention and more energy and more love today? So you're saying the feminine wisdom, what is that? 
and how do you access that? And is it like something you just innately know? How, like if you feel like you're not getting signals from that sense, I know a lot of my, my people, my listeners are masculine minded for the most part. We're type A perfectionist, really love to go, 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 um, and have all these goals and forget to rest and lead to burnout really easily. So, you know, I think incorporating these feminine energy things are so important and huge, but I feel like so often it seems like there's a block of knowing how and even what that looks like. So yeah, what has your experience been and what do you teach your, your clients and stuff in that sense? Mm. Whew, this is a really good question. I'm glad you're asking it. So in the society that we have been raised in, we are taught the complete opposite of listening to our wisdom. And that's mm-hmm. why when I ask people or ask my clients a question around, well, what do you think? A lot of times the immediate answer, and they might say it like 15 times in a row without even realizing it is, I don't know. Um, maybe this, I don't know. Mm, maybe this, I don't know. It's like every time they'll give me suggestions, they'll give me things, but before and after every single one, they say, I don't know. And then sometimes I'll say, all right, I want you to answer that question again, but this time, not one, I don't know is going to come out of your mouth. You're just going to speak exactly what you just said, but you're not going to sandwich it in between all these, I don't knows. Hmm. And it's really beautiful. And it's also, it takes a while. It could take like five minutes because their minds are so programmed to say, I don't know that they have to talk extra slow to not include that in there. But then it comes out from, I might ask a question such as, well, if, if in that morning you didn't just eat what was on your meal plan, just for the sake of an example, if I say you didn't just eat what was on your meal plan, what would you want? What would you have wanted? What did your body ask for that morning? If you can put your mindset back in there. And the answer it might receive before that assignment might be, I don't know, maybe some blueberries, I don't know, maybe some uh, grapes, I don't know, maybe like pancakes, I don't know, maybe, like, blah, like all these like, and it totally waters down what you know, you do know. So right. I say, you do know, strip that away. And then it's, oh, I would like to have some fruit with some pancakes, which some with some orange juice or whatever it is that they list out. But what keeps us oftentimes from tapping into that wisdom is simply our knowledge. And that's why we want to know the knowledge is good. The knowledge is helpful and the knowledge is wise. But if you are consistently seeking knowledge, you're making the choice, by the way, to seek the knowledge first and foremost and, and let the wisdom go to the wayside. You're making that choice. Make a different choice. So mm-hmm. instead of Googling everything or asking your diet coach or hiring a diet coach or asking your, your, um, your 15 best friends or consulting a career coach before you do anything, make any leaps before consulting everyone and anything, don't. If you really, really want to go into your wisdom, which you have, I promise every single person listening to this man and woman, young and old, married or single, whatever you are in life, you have this. I am no more in touch with it than you are. I've just made some different decisions and choices. Mm. I have made the conscious decision to not ask for permission to Mm. have the life I have. And because I, my wisdom was saying, this is like, my body was just like, oh, I'm yearning for this. Um, it exists within our bodies. And, and I will say that 
we feel it in different places. For some people, it's like a heart expansion and contraction when you think about your options. One option makes you feel like you're contracting and caving in and one option makes you feel expansive and free. I had this incredible woman on my podcast. Her name is London Angel Winters. If you've ever heard of her, um, she's very wise on the feminine and the masculine. She's trained with David Data, who is cool. uh, yeah, phenomenal speaker on this. But so I'm, I'm crediting her here because I learned this through her. But one of the ways that us women can really tap into that wisdom and to our intuition is by listening to the cervix. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced this and people listening, put yourself in this mindset if you can, but going on a date with someone and um, throughout the conversation, maybe at the beginning, maybe at the end, you just felt like this closing of the cervix. The cervix was just like, no, 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 no. Like, I have the craziest image in my head of just like my vagina, like zipping up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. Everything just goes like, like, (laughs) it's tight. It is closed. It's not open. No, thank you. You are not entering here. (laughs) And if you really think about it though, like we have these, maybe not like that, like abrupt of a feeling, but we can get these like really internal feelings Mm. of the cervix saying yes and no. And sometimes that helps people instead of going from, do I trust myself right now? Like, can I trust myself to make this decision? Maybe just consult with your cervix about all decisions, about your career decisions, your dating Your new doctor, 101, cervix, here we go. Cervix (laughs) talks. Your cervix can be your therapist. I don't know. Let's try it out. But- Making it a little bit more objective in that way, like asking like your your feminine power, your womb, being like, hey, what's up? Do I do I want to do this or no? And see how it feels. That can help you get out of your own mind, out of the, the knowledge center and into the body. And it helps because it's not directly like, I must know the answer. It's more like, oh, I'm gonna mm. consult with I'm still consulting, which is a step into the right place, and you're still asking right. questions. So yeah, I, I, I find that to be very powerful into tapping into to your wisdom. Can I just say you hit such like a, a pain point or like a soft point in me talking about this. I realized as we were talking that I've had an experience like this very recently, not consulting my cervix. I don't know if it was that, it was that intense, but um Lately, I have been going through some stuff. I found out um, that I have the BRCA1 gene, which is a cancer and ovarian, uh, breast and ovarian cancer gene. And the first thing (laughs) that I did after breaking down um, was really sit with myself and give myself the space that I needed to know what I needed to do next. And the Amanda of two years ago, the very masculine Amanda would have immediately called her mom, her best friend, everybody and their mother and go, what do you think I should do? How should I go about this? And I've made a really intentional and conscious decision 
based on listening to what I needed and how I felt that this process is going to be my decision and I'm not going to seek out communities and ask questions um, that are very pointed or join Facebook groups that are all about this where all of the women there have their own experiences of what they've been through with it because I need to know that I'm making decisions that are right for me. And so just sharing that, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I finally clicked that I have made these steps forward in my own life, just in my own self-care process and, and realizing that this was a big part of my life for so long. So thank you for giving the space to my heart to make that realization. I really appreciate that. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. Gosh. And for most people, if, if you like hearing this, us talking, it's very easy for people to be like, oh, well, Amanda has an instance where she's doing this. Well, yay. And Madeline is mm. doing this. Yay. But I can't. But I, I swear, if we were talking to whoever's thinking that, you too would have some sort of moment where you're like, oh, just the other day, I, yeah. I didn't seek out insight or I, I didn't get out of the bed because I wanted to sleep for an extra 10 minutes or I chose that meal over this one. Like these examples are everywhere. Even if you don't quite mm-hmm. feel like it's super charged in your life, it is there. We make so many calls in a day, so many not phone calls, but decisions. And we, we turn down dates all the time and we take a left path instead of a right and we speak our truth and we cry like we are feminine beings and we are expressing our feminine in so many ways it's not always going to look like new moon circles and journaling (laughs) and feminine tattoos and like wearing long dangly earrings like people express it in different ways but even if you're not currently feeling like when you look at someone else who seems feminine you're like I'm not there you are there you are there. Maybe there's more growth that you want to experience, but it's all inside. It's not outwardly. It's not really um, something that it's definitely not something that is outside of you. You have that within you. So I invite everyone to think about their mm-hmm. own life right now and see if there are some examples you can come up with just in the 48, the 48 hours that have passed of how you listen to your intuition and your wisdom. But yes, I just want to say thank you for sharing that that was very vulnerable very open and very beautiful to hear yeah and the audience knows all about this but it's definitely something that is a huge part of my life and it's just it's it's yeah it's accessing new things in my heart that I didn't even know I needed um about myself and my journey what's important um and it's just you know it's part of my story and that's that's where I'm at but I, I so resonate with what you're saying in terms of small little moments. It doesn't have to be this big thing that like is magic and like changing life changing. You know, you can have these little feminine moments that you add into your day or masculine moments that you add into your day if you feel more on the feminine side. So, okay. So in terms of like starting to implement daily practices that help you kind of get more in touch with you know, your feminine energy. I know that you have more of a masculine background and like are more that way. Like what is, what are your favorite daily practices that you implement that help you kind of get more in touch with that side of you? 
Yeah. So to make sure that everyone understands just how masculine I am, I am, <laughs> I'm full of masculinity. I am a, I'm my, my, uh, sun sign as Leo, mm. which is fire. And it's also masculine sign. And my moon sign is Sagittarius, which is also masculine sign and fire. And then I'm pizza in Ayurveda and I'm a fast talker and I'm just full of heat. And so mm-hmm. I own that having being masculine is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's helped me to go out and to accomplish things and to build a business and to graduate from college and take this course and blah, blah, blah. It's good. So I never want anyone to think that it's something to be let go of or dismissed or diminished. We're simply bringing in these practices to help us create this harmony. So for me, the number one practice that is a must in my life, and I will say that it's fairly new for me. I started doing it last summer, but for anyone, which is most of us, who can get really into our minds, mm. really into our brains, and we're not into that bodily wisdom, and we're all about the knowledge and the mind and a monkey mind and everything is thought to thought to thought to thought, the most valuable thing that you can learn to do, if, if you were to pick up any self-care practice, according to me, my thoughts, my opinions, and yeah, we're yeah. all different, but I think that when the, the most profound impact, even more than journaling and taking bubble baths is meditation. Mm. And I used to always hear people talk about this and say meditation is important. It's so valuable. Sitting down just even five minutes a day is so good. And I'd be like, well, you know what? You don't know me because I can't do that. (laughs) I can't sit for five (laughs) minutes. (laughs) I don't care if it's the best headspace app in the world or a guided meditation on YouTube or British speaking people. Like I cannot do it. I Mm -hmm. cannot listen, Mm -hmm. even if it's gold. And I had so much resistance, just resistance, resistance. And what it really was, was me buying into my own bullshit, saying that I have too much to do and I need to continue to feed into my masculinity. Mm. Like, you guys don't understand. I need this in my life. I need to keep going. Yin yoga, no yoga. Mm. Um, So that was my mentality. And I had this moment last year, or shall I say, stream of moments where I was going through something really challenging relationship wise. I had a very traumatic experience with someone who I was seeing at the time, Mm -hmm. discovered some lies and Mm -hmm. was looking back and like unpacking all of this emotional abuse and manipulation that occurred in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was just very hard for me to process and come to terms with. I was doing that whole thing where I was like, no, it wasn't that bad. Um, It's actually terrible. And like just fighting with all my emotions And this woman had consistently been inviting me to her intro to Vedic meditation talk. And I kept saying, no, 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 it's not for me. And this experience, this event caused a breaking point where I was like, oh man, I need, I need help. I'm I'm humbled. I need help. I need Mm -hmm. to find how to get out of my head because I was doing that, that thing where you are obsessing and constantly thinking about one event, thinking about what you could have done or rationalizing it. And you're just so in your head. And even when you're like, ah, stop thinking about it, you find your way back two seconds later. Yeah. And your mind just, we have no, we have no free will. Yeah. We have no free will in our minds. It's crazy. You think you have free will, but then you go into your brain and you think about how little control we actually have over the the thought process of Mm -hmm. letting thoughts be released. If we wanted thoughts to be released and we didn't want anxiety and over obsessing and worrying, we would be able to choose that and be done, but we don't have that. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn that. 
So my Vedic meditation practice um, is one of the most valuable things that's happened in my life. It's different from other forms of meditation. That's why I can do it. And that's why so many of my clients can finally meditate because mm. it's not focused on clearing your mind. Vedic meditation is not all about focusing on that one point between your eyes and letting go of everything else. Right. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Vedic meditation is based on sound and mantra. Oh, so you are okay. given a mantra by your teacher and you use this mantra during your entire meditation process, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 wow. minutes. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of time. Minutes. It's a lot of time. It's, it's also the most healing time in my day. Mm. It's, it sounds like a lot, but I look forward to it. It's almost like whenever I sit down, it's like so ridiculously juicy mm. because, because it's, it's designated letting go time. Yeah. You are allowed to think about your thoughts in this type of meditation. It's yeah. encouraged. You oh, do I not fight that. your thoughts. I love that. You let all the thoughts come in as much as they want. You don't fight them. It's effortless. You let the thoughts come in and you focus on your mantra during it. So it might sound like a lot, but eventually the mantra, these vibrations and the sound starts to lull you into a sleep like state. And so the thoughts will keep coming, but you're consistent with your mantra. And then eventually maybe it all disappears together and you're just like so deep. And then you come out of it around 20 minutes. So the words and the lingo and the explanations that I can provide around this are very minimum, but if anyone is interested, if anyone has a monkey mind and is looking for yeah. a deeper way to do that healing, Vedic meditation is like the number one thing on my list. How do you, like, what do you, is there a specific program that you use or how do you find Vedic meditations? <laughs> if one was like, I want to do this right now, like, where would we go? <laughs> this is the interesting thing because Vedic meditation, you will not find much research on it. Okay. You will not find much at all about it because in this realm of spirituality, what is what is uh, spiritual in your life is sacred and not meant to be spoken about. I've already shared a lot yeah. in this episode. And, and of the, the Vedic meditation, it is such a sacred thing that you will not find much information about it. So what I encourage people to do is to... So what I have been doing up until this point is I'm having people reach out to my teacher, which yeah. could be a lot of people reaching out to her. Yeah. But if you are interested in Vedic meditation, my teacher's name is Yashoda Devi Ma. Okay. And we'll put that in her, the show notes, you guys. Yeah. I had her on my podcast. If anyone wants to hear her insight on meditation, cool. we have an awesome chat about Vedic, but she is such a beautiful soul and she's done podcasts besides mine. And cool. you look her up online and reach out to her and send her a line, maybe on Instagram, she will be able to help you find someone in your area. There's... Mm specific teachers in Vedic. Some people go the TM route, which is pretty similar from what I understand. Okay. And that is probably much more easy to find on Google as just looking for TM meditation. But the reason why I'm pulling this all back in, the reason why I'm sharing so much about this is because it has made my process of going into my body effortless. Mm. I don't have to have a list of the top five different feminine embodiment practices I must do every single day in order to feel feminine again by simply allowing my body to release Mm. that is the most transformative feminine experience I've ever had 
and it's effortless. Yeah. And meditation should be effortless. Like the whole point. And I think I had this so wrong for so many years, which is why I was like, I can't do this. Like there is no way that I can meditate because I can't turn off my thoughts. That's just not who I am. And the whole point is it's called a practice, right? The whole reason that you are in it is so that you can learn to just like be kind to yourself and give yourself that space and that grace. And so I think this sounds like such a great way to really go in full force. But if, if, you know, if for whatever reason, the, the 20 minutes in the beginning of the day and 20 minutes at the end of the, of the day feels like too much of a commitment, or it just seems like a lot to start with, like just go into any meditation practice or a guided meditation is what I would recommend and take five minutes and just go in knowing that you do not have to turn your thoughts. I think that mindset shift also is so empowering and has been really impactful for me, but I can't wait to dig into this more because I feel like I'm now finally at the point where I'm like, oh, meditation, I can do this. Like I've been doing it for five minutes every day ever since I flipped that switch. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely going to check check this out. I can't wait. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It's like profoundly life-changing. Um, and for for touching on the thing you just said if that feels like a lot you know I did the course I did the training in the course of learning about Vedic meditation in like August of last year and until this week for the first month actually I was doing twice a day 40 minutes a day no questions asked and then I went into a state of doing one every morning Mm -hmm. because that's what what was calling of me I needed to do one every morning and that was really good sweet spot for me. And, and I, I don't know why. And I'm not looking into it. I'm not asking. And I'm not overanalyzing it. I just knew that one was where I was at. Yeah. And this past week, I've felt I'm not at that anymore. I'm at the two a day. Mm-hmm. And now I'm consistently doing the full 40 minutes. And again, I'm like, oh, life changing again. Like yeah. <laughs> addition, like adding in that extra time. Like I'm the read the love is just like coming and pouring back out again for this practice. And it's, it's totally fine if people are like but I can't do that much so I shouldn't even try Vedic at all definitely still look into it if you need to do Mm -hmm. one a day for a while cool going from nothing for 25 years to 40 minutes a day that's a lot so maybe or 40 years or you know if you're 55 years old doesn't matter but you are allowed to have this practice and then when it feels right to change and to add in the second time you will know it's like your wisdom is like hey here we are and your knowledge is like I don't have a job here. Like the body is telling you at all. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. And I think that you're so right. Like you, you also need to make space for the things in your life that you know are going to allow you to be grounded. And I hear so often, like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to fuel my body with good foods. I don't have time to like make meals. I don't have time to, you know, read books or do these things for myself. It's like, do you not have time or is it not a priority in your life? And I think the second you switch that mindset for yourself and say, okay, I am committed to this meditation practice or to showing up and moving my body every day or whatever the hell it is that you need, because we're all different. Um, I think that's the key, right? It's like, yes, I know you're busy. I hear you, girl. I see you. I know you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, but you are creating that for yourself and you are allowed to create space for yourself too. And so this could be a really great avenue in that. And again, like Maddie said, try it and see for 20 minutes and see if that feels good to you. Um, and then go from there and, and give yourself the grace to know that you're not going to be like, a meditation guru the first time you try it and that it's going to be a weird, hard experience. And that's 
the beauty of it too, right? Is the journey through it. So I love that. Oh, Thank yeah. you for sharing. I, I, I cracked up the first time I did it. Yeah, I love that. I was laughing because <laughs> it was just me and my teacher and we're having like this really like beautiful, serious, yeah. grounded teaching, just me and her. And like, she's telling me what my mantra is. And like, I just started laughing and I'm smiling. I love that. <laughs> I was just like, this is so strange. Like what is happening right now? And she was just smiling. Like she was very motherly. She was just like, it's okay. Yeah. Laugh. Like feel what you're feeling. Like this is funny for you. So it's totally fine. And then um, eventually when I finally just like dropped into Mm -hmm. it, it was good. It was like lovely, but if you laugh, you laugh. If it's awkward, it's awkward. And that's part of the process. I love that. Oh my gosh, Maddie, this or Madeline, Madeline, all the things. Um, This has been so lovely. And I feel like I have all these questions for you still, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, And I have some fun little ending questions um, to do. So are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Favorite song to jam out to right now? Oh, I love this song called Intrigued. I think it's by someone like, I'll I'll send you the link, but it's called Intrigued. Cool. I'll put it in the show notes. I know you always do dance parties on your Insta stories, so I do. <laughs> we have that in common. I love that. Okay, which fictional place would you most like to go? Fictional place? Oh, the Shire. Mm, yes. Are you a ah. huge? Are you a huge Lord of the Rings and Hot Hobbit, uh, Hobbit fan? Yes. It's like yeah. huge. Just like doesn't even cover it. Like I feel I, I used to go by my Hobbit name. So wait, I don't know what is I your do. Hobbit name? Um. It's Esmeralda Longbottom of Hollybrook. I love it. Or Huckleberry. I think it's Huckleberry. Did you give this to yourself or was it dubbed to you? It was dubbed to me. By who? I mean, it's not that cool. There was like a a Hobbit name generator. But when I was in fifth grade, it was the coolest thing. And I used to do it for all my friends. I even had a notebook where I would write down all my my friends' names. And I would go in and I would find their Hobbit names so that I could be like, that was my like contribution to like, high school or you know yeah high school too but middle school and elementary school is like giving everyone their elvish names that's like I'm obsessed with you (laughs) okay that is I need to go find out my hobbit name right now do you think that's still on the interwebs okay we're all gonna go okay we're all gonna go everyone listening go find out your hobbit name and report back in our facebook community because I want to know all of them that's so amazing Ah, I love that okay if you had to be an inanimate object what would you want to be and why Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you, Lena. Wow. An inanimate object. I'd want to be something that things get placed inside of. <laughs> I love so that. I could, I could just like, Nestle I always it. get to hold something new. Not a chair. No, that's mm. a butt. Um, <laughs> maybe a vase? Maybe I'd want to be like a, a clear vase so I could hold all these different flowers, but mm. I could also hold fish. I don't know what I, whatever I felt like in that day. I love that. Yeah. And whatever you feel like today, it could, maybe it's a totally different answer tomorrow. And that's totally fine. Yeah. A boss. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Weirdest place you've ever been. Ooh, I'm like feeling like I, I'm like, Oh, I know this, but like my brain's like, what is it? But I like, I know there's something really weird. Weirdest place you've ever been. That's such a good question. Oh, it's, I, I know there's somewhere I've been that's really weird lately, but I can't. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be like far away. <laughs> I don't think it's far away. I think it's like, 
Okay. This is not probably what, what, uh, <laughs> or somewhere else that I think I feel like is really coming to me, but the one that I'm now thinking of, I went to the, the sex museum in Amsterdam. Ooh, yes. I walked in and then I walked out to be honest. Cause it was just so intense of the energy of like so much, like just, it was just pornography Porn everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I expected, but I was like, Ooh, the sex museum. I'm going to be so educated on sexuality. <laughs> But it was just porn and like, like BDSM outfits and sculptures. And I was just like, ah, and I, I got, I pretended like I got a phone call because I was embarrassed that I was like this <laughs> little white chick that was like running into the sex museum and running out. So You're I like, <laughs> I feel like I had a call and I was like, oh yeah, I'll be right there. Sorry. I just got into the museum. Like, Haven't we all done that, that when we're in an uncomfortable situation? We're like, Hey, oh yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I totally forgot I was meeting you. Bye. Yeah, it's like the best escape goat. Like every time I'm uncomfortable, I'm just like, I gotta go. Phone. Run out. <laughs> what is the world? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's a weird place. That's totally weird. It is weird. I'll give that to you. And if you remember your other one, let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, you know. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> All right. And then last one. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? Ooh. To live a fuck yes life? I would say. So immediately in my head pops up exploring, mm. like just testing new things. Like fuck yes to me is like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll try that. Yeah. Like not having such a, I must be in this little perfect box mentality and instead being like, mm. yes, I only live once. Let's try it. Why not? Yeah. The second thing was like this why not mentality of like, why not? Yeah. Why not try? Why not go for your dreams? Why not risk people not liking you? Mm. Why not come face to face with your shadow side? Why not have bad days? Why not have good days? Like have it all. You're human meant to have the full human experience. So letting go of those limitations we put on ourselves. I love that. Ugh, so much goodness. Yeah. You are a gem. How can all of the audience and everyone listening connect with you on the interwebs and, and find you and get to love you more? Everyone can find me at maddymoon.com. Maddie is M-A-D-D-Y, moon.com. <laughs> and I have a podcast, Mind Body Musings, and you can find that on my website, on iTunes, on Spotify. And I have a free gift. I have several free gifts. One of them that your audience might like is yeah. my 100 plus favorite books list, mm. where I share 100 plus of my favorite books. I and yeah. Some feminine books as well. So I've got some some juicy ebooks on finding your feminine and those are all available on my mm, website. Love that. I'll link that in the show notes for you guys too. Um cuz can't get enough good good books for real. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and just being 100% real and transparent like I freaking love you. I adore you. I feel like you are so grounded and in this, in this masculine feminine, feminine energy, but just in life. And so you guys make sure you check her out, connect with her on social media. She is constantly living exactly what she's preaching right now. And it's just so beautiful to see this side of you and get to know you better. So thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll hope to have you back in the future and have an awesome day. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be on. You're amazing. And I love this. Yay. And there you have it. 
Thank you, Madeline, for joining us and sharing your wisdom and your love. And thank you for sitting through all of our beautiful, uh, beautiful conversation and hopefully not getting too fussed about hearing Toby in the background. <laughs> you know he loves to bark. Of course, always loves to bark while podcast recordings are happening. But that's real life. And we do real life here on the pod. Um, love you guys so much. And for all of the show's episode notes and everything that we talked about in today's episode, um, check out the show notes at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 13 lucky number 13 you guys 13 used to be my lucky number growing up so I think this is this is a good sign all around and of course for all of more information and just joining the light make sure that you hop into our Facebook community we are always chatting about really incredible topics in there and so many beautiful women are constantly there sharing their hearts and their their love and all of the things and as always, it means the absolute world to me. If you loved this episode, please share it with someone in your life that you think would benefit from it. If someone in your life has a lot of masculine energy and are really, really having a hard time figuring out what their feminine energy is, this is an incredible tool. So share this episode, give them some love, shout out the pod online so I can see what you guys are taking away. Make sure you tag live your fuck yes life um, so I can see all of those beautiful posts. And if you have so much love in your heart and have been getting a lot out of these podcast episodes, it means the world to me. Um, whenever I see reviews online, it really, really helps the growth of the podcast and it helps get it seen for more women, which you guys know, if you are listening to this podcast, you know how hard it is to go through life and to feel like there are all these things you feel like you're alone at. And my goal with this podcast is to have you guys feel supported and, and alive and have some tools in your back pocket so that you can navigate the BS. And I know that there are so many women out there who have, haven't even seen the podcast yet who would benefit so much. So please, please, please take two minutes out of your day, hop on your desktop and shout out a review would mean the absolute world to me. And until I see you guys next week, I will be chilling in Mexico on the beach. Um, and I hope that you are doing something wonderful for your life. And um, until then, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.